Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Is that you, Santa Claus? I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in my stocking, I can hear knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Sure is dark out, ain't the slightest spark out on my clacking jaw. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. I'm so glad that you have joined us again. Gerald is here with you. And we've got an exciting one for you this evening. It is holiday-themed or right in the midst of December. The holiday season, Christmas is right around the corner, which I can't believe. But thank God we get to say goodbye to 2020, if nothing else. So <laughs> Santa Claus is about to come down the chimney in a lot of households. So I thought this would be a fun topic that we have not done yet on the show. And I'll talk a little bit about why this one kind of popped up in my head as well as we get into our list. But I'm also excited because we have a first-time guest on the show. This dude's never been on the piece before. We've been following each other on social media for really several years, honestly, back and forth, retweeting stuff listening to each other's shows, but we've never made our way onto a show together. So I'm excited that he's here finally, but Mike is here. Mike runs MDX Pods, which is kind of like a little network he's got going on over there, but he does Remake Rewind. you got a lot of stuff going on, Mike. Why don't you say hey to the folks? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, everyone. Thanks thanks for having me, man. I've uh, Like you said, uh, we've been friends on Twitter and social media for, God, almost four years I've been doing my mm-hmm. podcast, so it's been a while, and I'm surprised we haven't linked up before this, so uh, thanks for having me on. We'll definitely have to get you on our podcast eventually as well. Yeah, I'd love to, man. Yeah, shame on me. You know, I, I, I get we get into this habit of having, you know, I have the same like 10 to 15 guests like kind of rotating, you know. It's easy. Yeah, it is easy to kind of get in the habit, but it's always thrilling for me, and I mention this whenever it does happen, to have a first-time guest on to get some fresh kind of insight, some different movies and stuff like that. So I'm really glad you could do it, man, and I know, I, I know you got a lot going on, so I really appreciate you doing it. Why don't you tell everyone, man, since you've never been on and they may not know, the Peas listeners may not know, uh, what you do over there, man. Tell them about your show. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, MDX Pods is a very, very small network. It's it's me running everything. I do all the social media, the web hosting. Uh, I host both shows that are on the podcast network. But uh, my main show is Remake Rewind. It's pretty simple. We take a movie that's been remade and rebooted and just kind of talk about the original and the new one and not necessarily talk about which one's better, but just compare the two movies. And then uh, I have a podcast with my wife, just kind of a generic nostalgia podcast called Ruined My Childhood. We watch uh, movies and TV shows from uh, basically prior to 2002. We try to keep it from before we were teenagers. So 2002 is both when my wife and I became 13. Mm -hmm. So pretty much anything that a kid would have watched prior to 2002 is fair game for that podcast. Okay. uh, Yeah, it's pretty much it. It's just a generic nostalgia podcast. Well, it sounds fun, man. And, you know, I'm always envious when people do podcasts with their spouses, like their wife or or their husband or their significant other, because my wife will not come on the show with me. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I can't, <laughs> I can't get her to come on and, and do an episode with me. She's just kind of has a little bit of stage I fright. I wanted to do a podcast for years, like for three or four years before I actually pulled the trigger and did it. Um, but as soon as I decided to do one, my wife's like, well, I want to do one too. And she, she came up with the, like the nostalgia one. So yeah, she, she's been doing it with me <laughs> since day one on our, uh, website she's actually credited as a engineer because when we first started the first six months or so uh she did all of our editing um for our Mm -hmm. podcast and eventually she got too busy so now i do all of that too but for a while she was very very much in the uh in the thick of it taking care of a lot of the stuff from the uh technical side well you gotta love that man like i said i really am envious of that and and that's really cool i have a lot of other friends too that you know they do it with their significant others so that's awesome that you're able to not only podcast but like just share common interests and talk about movies and you know that's even if you weren't recording it i mean that's always really cool to have that relationship so absolutely you guys make sure you check him out mike's going to give you all of his information at the end of the episode and then it will also be in the show notes uh easy links for you to click on there so mike uh you know we do a top five show here and yep You've never been on, but I know you've listened before. So why don't Absolutely. you tell why don't you tell everybody what is it that we are counting down, which kind of goes with the season this evening? Oh, the, what is it? So of course, Christmas. We got you, you have to do a Christmas special on every podcast every year. So we're doing the top five Santa Claus portrayals in uh I think we ultimately decided to do TV and movies, although I think mm-hmm. all my top five are actually movies and my TV ones are my uh, alternates. Okay. Yeah, I have five honorable mentions, but all 10 of mine are from film. And I I didn't do that on purpose. I just don't know if my mind's kind of leaving me. I'm 45 now and I just don't remember a lot of (laughs) a lot of the TV ones didn't jump front to mind. You know, they were all from movies. Uh, But yeah, go ahead. Funny is when when you and I were kind of talking about what we were going to do, I suggested this and I thought this was going to be easy. And I thought the hard part was going to be, there's so many Santa Claus. How do I pick just five or 10? And I actually struggled realizing there's so many Christmas movies I haven't actually seen. So it actually was really hard for me to come up with even five and much less yeah. my uh, alternates or honorable mentions. So well, this was actually a work, some work for me. Yeah, I have a, I have some dark horses in mine as well. And then I have a brand new one uh, that actually cracked my top five. And that was actually the what kind of gave me the idea to kind of do this. And I'll talk a little bit about that when that movie comes up, so I don't spoil it too much here at the top. But uh, are you? A, but are you a holiday guy? I mean, you get into the season. Christmas. Oh, is I do. Your, Christmas I, is your jam. Okay. Yeah, I love. I love the holidays. My wife and I. Every year, she makes a uh, the twenty five days to, leading up to Christmas, and you pull like a like little the small advent gift calendar. Out, an advent calendar. She does a different one every year. Every year, she does. You know, might have like events that we do, like watch a specific movie or hot cocoa by the fire, like little activities Christmas. So we make a whole month out of it. Fortunately, this year we just moved. Like we were still unpacking as of just earlier today, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we haven't started it yet. But uh, we we got rid of our Christmas tree. It broke. So this is gonna be the first year that I have mm. a real Christmas tree. So like this. This year okay. I'm really trying to get into the holidays. So. Yeah, we get but we yeah, get we get wrapped up in it here too, man. Like I, you know, I'm I'm crazy about it. But we decorate uh, we decorated around the house like a couple of days before Thanksgiving even, and then yeah. <laughs> I forced myself to wait until after Thanksgiving to do the actual tree. But we did that on Black Friday, so we did that like the day after. So that's what we normally do. Yeah, if we, we weren't moving. We would have done it the day after thanksgiving yeah that's that's the day yeah we're ready to go man i mean let's do it you know (laughs) i'm not gonna go shopping especially during covid so why not (laughs) hell no i worked Uh, retail for 
10 years. So I, yeah. out of solidarity, I will never shop on a Black Friday. Hell yes. Thank you very much for saying that. I'm a Cyber Monday guy myself. We don't, yeah. need, we don't need to do all that stomping and trampling on Black Friday. Uh, Especially during COVID. So yeah. we're doing, yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so we're doing the top five on-screen Santa Clauses tonight, guys. So any portrayal of Santa in a movie or television I guess show or special. I'm not sure where you're going to go. Like I said, mine are all movies, but I'm excited nonetheless. I'm not sure if we'll have probably a, maybe a couple or a few crossover. I'm not sure, I'm sure but we will. We're in the pipe. Five by five. I don't know, man. You want to get us started, Mike? I'm going to let you kick things off with your number five on screen Santa. All right. So, like I said, I struggled with this uh i feel like i did better than santa santa checks his list twice uh <laughs> i redid this list probably four or five times over the last week so i'm gonna say i beat santa on this but all right my step my my number five is is kind of a cop-out it's multiple things it's not really santa but i went with the grinch okay uh, yeah sure because he he hates Christmas initially. We find out by the end, it's not that he hates Christmas. He hates people, which is totally understandable during the holiday season. Yeah, come on. He's, but, per- he's my spirit animal. You get to be. <laughs> yeah, but by the end of it, he finally figures out what the, what Christmas actually means. And he'd be kind of, like, obviously he dresses up as Santa to steal Christmas. But by the end, he has to become a real Santa and de- re-deliver the presents and bring back that good cheer for the holiday season. And he literally is phys- goes through a physical metamorphosis with his heart changing three times because of the spirit mm-hmm. of Christmas. So uh, I think even though he's not a Santa, mm-hmm. I feel like he he embodies the spirit of Santa by the end, especially if you look at the Jim Carrey version, yeah. where as a kid, he loves Christmas, but people made him hate the holidays. But by the end, he's like totally on board with Christmas. So it's, well, it's kind of a weird one, but... No, it's, it's it. actually not because, uh, well, you'll see as my list unfolds, but my number one is actually not a quote unquote Santa either. So a little tease oh. there, but oh. I love this pick. The Grinch didn't make my list, but I did think about it. And what's your favorite uh, version of, of the Grinch? Like, what's your favorite? It, it's got to be the original cartoon. Yeah, the, sure. The one Absolutely. that's drawn like the Dr. Seuss books. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't see the Benedict Cumberbatch animated one. I um, saw it just because I have young kids. So, he, you know, my son wanted to see it. He was like six at the time. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, it might be it a, was okay, a but... remake rewind one this, this year. Haven't decided what Christmas ones we're doing on that one yet. It was okay. I mean, but I'm with you. The animated cartoon, which I guess was maybe from the 60s initially. I, 60s I don't know. 60s or 70s, yeah. Yeah, I don't have the year in front of me. But that one, my dad used to, you know, this is before the age of, uh, maybe I'm dating myself, but this is before DVRs and, you know, all that stuff and streaming. So this is when CBS would like show it at like eight o'clock, like once, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. It was an annual event. <laughs> yeah. Like you saw it, like it was December 18th at 8 p.m. You know, CBS is doing, you know, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And if you don't see it, you don't see it until next year, you know? Yeah, you don't see it for a full year. And uh, so we, we used to watch that one every year on television. And we used to watch the uh, A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott as well. Nice. And uh, they would show those on like, you know, CBS or ABC or whatever uh, in primetime. And we would watch those every year. So I have very fond memories of that original cartoon. But I, I, I don't know why I didn't think of the Grinch for this list. So he didn't make my list. But it's a great pick, man. It's number five. Now, my number five is from a pretty popular film that came out in 2003. It's probably one of the more popular, you know, Christmas movies to come out since the year 2000. And the reason I put this gentleman at my number five is because I feel like 
his portrayal of Santa in this movie is like, if we're to believe the lore of Santa Claus, and Santa Claus is actually a real dude based on all the, you know, things that we see in popular culture, I feel like this guy nailed it. It's so perfect, but it was Ed Asner's portrayal of I Santa. I you were going. In Elf. Like, I feel like that Santa in Elf is Santa. Like, I just feel like that's the actual Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Uh, Ed Asner just does such a great job. He's kind of that old, wise man, and he's not only Santa, but he's a mentor, and he's kind of, you know, teaching, and he's the fatherly figure to Buddy in the film. Uh, obviously, Elf is a very, it's just a great film. It's a classic. I love Modern Will. classic. Yeah, I love Will Ferrell. I love James Caan. So, I don't know, man. It was, I didn't know that he was going to be this high on my list, because he was on my initial list of about 15 or so. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. And then as I'm making my list, I'm like, he kept kind of creeping higher and higher up on my list. And he, he ended up. funny. He ended up cracking my top my top five at number five. So. Funny, it was the reverse for me. He he's in my honorable mentions. He mm-hmm. started higher up, but then as I really thought about it and revised my list, he got moved, 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 and then he eventually got pushed out of it. Yeah. That's mainly for me was just because of how little he's in the actual movie. That's true. Made me put him in my honorable mentions, but solid, solid pick. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like I just feel Absolutely. like he just really encompassed that kind of just what we know in popular culture from Santa. He really does such a great job at it. It was great casting. I mean, just an amazing Absolutely. That choice. whole movie is excellently cast. Uh, him and um, Bob Newhart. As yes. A, as Papa the, Elf. Papa oh, Elf. Absolutely, man. All right, so Ed Asner as Santa from Elf is my number five, which swings us back over to you. You had Grinch at your number five. What's your number four? Number four is another one that I kind of broke the mold a little bit, but I think this one's a little closer to the theme than than the Grinch. So um, I don't remember if it was last year or 2018. I watched it last year for the first time, but um, that Netflix uh, original Klaus, mm-hmm. um, or Claus, I really liked. Uh, it was a, made by a Spanish filmmaker, 2D, hand-drawn animation, mm-hmm. and it kind of tells this alternate origin story for the legend of of Santa Claus. It's not right. based off Saint Nick, but it's essentially two characters combined make Santa Claus. So it's a uh, Jesper, who voiced by Jason Schwartzman, and Claus, who's voiced by J.K. Simmons, and collectively they form the origin of Christmas in this like alternate take. But it, you have Jesper, who is this spoiled kid whose dad is like the postmaster general and makes him go to this mm-hmm. little island and says, "You can't come home until you get fifteen thousand letters or something like that." Right, and he starts to kind of trick kids into writing letters to this guy who builds toys out in the woods right and then over the course of the movie both the the guy making the toys claws and and jesper realize like they're building this this legend and they're making bringing the town together Mm -hmm. and it just it really to me it hit me as like Santa Claus doesn't have to be real, but it could be this idea. Exactly. And I think this movie making, did it perfectly. Making J.K. children Simmons, happy. Yeah, and J.K. Simmons is fantastic. Yeah, I was going to mention, I mean, uh, honestly, iconic J.K. Simmons in that voice acting was just beautiful because he started so subdued in that movie. And by kind of like the second half of the movie, he becomes more of an animated character, no pun intended, but he starts to have more dialogue. <laughs> He's not as mysterious. You know, he kind of starts to gain a personality of his own. Uh, by the way, until you just said that, I always pronounce that Klaus, but now I'm wondering. Yeah, I think it might be Klaus. It's, 
I think you're I, right. I don't know, but you started saying you're like, you know, I wonder if maybe that is how you see. Because they never really say it, it in Klaus, the movie, really. And then, but it becomes Santa Claus. Like by the end of it, it's Santa Claus. So I think I just kind of merged it. Mm. It's I in my honorable. It's in my honorable mentions. That's in my extended list. And I actually just rewatched it. I saw it last year for the first time, and then I just rewatched it literally like a week ago. Me and my son watched it on Netflix again. Um, you know, we're doing like you know holiday movies this month and stuff, so we just watched it. Got it. But it's a great pick, man. It's in my honorable mentions. So Klaus or Klaus or cause or whatever we're gonna say there is your number four man so good pick so swing it over to me now uh you know this is why this topic came into my head for this mike and we were talking about that at the top of the, the episode here so the reason this came into my head is because i have a love affair with a film that just came out uh like two weeks ago oh, and, i know which one you're going to do I think. and i got a chance to see it at a film festival uh in october so I was really fortunate to see it way early. But it's a movie called Fat Man and Mel Gibson. <laughs> the Mel Gibson one. Yes. And Mel Gibson portrays Chris Kringle, a.k.a. Santa Claus, in Fat Man. Are you familiar with the premise around this movie? I, I have. I saw the trailer. It has Walton Goggins. That's in it, so right. I, I got to see that. He's my boy. Oh, my God. He is so good in that, dude. He really is. Um, it, it looks fantastic. It's amazing. So, you know, I have just like a really intimate connection with this film. So it's kind of strange that it that it made my list because it's so new but i really love the take here so the filmmakers are the nelms brothers and they actually came on my show a couple weeks ago and i and i was able to interview them and we talked about fat man and like i said i got to see it at the film festival super early and i was just kind of like this is such an awesome premise but i mean just to let everyone know without giving any way to without giving too much away mel gibson is santa claus but he's a he's a real life dude you know he's dealing with real life stuff paying bills uh you know the things that we deal with day to day and him and Mrs. Claus, you know, enter into this agreement with the military because they need money, basically. <laughs> and Walt, and this, while that's happening, this little kid gets a lump of coal in his stocking one year, and he's a rich, spoiled brat. So he decides to hire Walton Goggins to kill Santa Claus. So he puts out a hit on Santa, and it's just that's hijinks and Sue. I mean, I don't want to give too much away. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You just need a break. We're all feeling it this year. I've lost my influence. You're an icon. People love you. I'm a silly fat man in a red suit. I mean, you think it's cute, but this is what people actually think of me. Christmas is a farce. I'm a joke. There hasn't been any real spirit of the season anymore. Not for years. Let's just get a few days out on this. That will give you a better perspective. I should have charged them royalties for my image. Now, that's what we should have done. That's not who we are. No, we're only the largest economic stimulus in the entire world. Christmas generates $3 trillion in the U.S. alone. We can't even pay our power bill. You think there's something wrong with that? Oh, is that how we're measuring success now? Well, that's what they care about. They put up with us so they can sell their toys and sodas and cars. We're a business. And don't kid yourself, Ruth. Altruism is not a deductible on their bottom line. Don't put it all on them. You've changed, too. You might be right. Maybe I'm just like them. The trailer, like, broke the internet. Like, literally everybody I follow on Twitter yeah. shared that trailer. Like, every celebrity yeah. that I follow on Twitter also, like, 
tweeted this trailer about like how amazing it was. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just such a great premise, man, because you take this really, you know, mystical kind of figure of Santa or, you know, whatever you you want to fill in the blank there with. And you're like, okay, what if we turn him into just like a real everyday dude? You know, what if it's like an actual guy, you know, that lives somewhere, you know, in this case, (laughs) in this case in Canada in the movie. And he just, you know, does this. He delivers toys around the world, but it's like an actual dude, you know. And it was a really cool thing. And then they inserted the comedy in there. Walton Goggins is amazing as the, you know, basically the villain in the film. Uh, but yeah, it's great, man. I would recommend checking it out. It's actually streaming right now. It was only playing in theaters for a couple of weeks, but it just started streaming. And it's the holiday season, Mike. So you got to, you got to. Got to watch it. No, it's it, on my list to watch. So that's my number four, man. Fat man, Mel Gibson is Chris Kringle. And that swings us over to you for your three, buddy. All right. So this one, he he kept coming in my top five and out my top five. And then I just realized I love I love this guy so much that I had to put him in. So uh, this is my first true Santa Claus portrayal in my in my top five. But uh, Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. uh, Santa in the Christmas Chronicles uh, part one and part two. Uh, I don't think those movies are spectacular. Mm-hmm. They're they're borderline Hallmark Channel quality movies. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Kurt Russell as Santa that's just so infectious. Like he is mm-hmm. just the epitome of cool and he makes Santa cool. And he also is like a borderline God because he can change, like basically take away people's free will through music. Both movies, he has like a scene where he is kind of like that scene in the mask mm-hmm. where they start singing and then everybody around them starts singing and all these magical things happen. But mm-hmm. both yeah. movies revolve around him basically trying to make one kid's holiday season a little bit better and he has true magic he also has like technology like he's been santa claus for thousands and thousands of years so he he became a toy maker but he also codes video games and he's Mm -hmm. changed with the times and not to spoil the new one since it's only been out for about a week but the new one has goldie hahn as Mm -hmm. as mrs claus and there's a couple points when they have kids in in the North Pole where you kind of see the sadness and it makes me think that maybe they couldn't have kids and part of the what drives them to make kids happy is to fulfill a hole in their life and Kurt and and, and Goldie just did just knocked it out of the park with their portrayals and Kurt Russell himself apparently wrote like a 200 page backstory for his version of Santa okay he just did an interview saying that he hopes Santa is the last role he plays not that he wants to be done now but he's hoping that he can keep making these movies until he's ready to retire from acting and when you watch him he's just having a ball on screen and I like when you can see an actor just having fun and he, yeah he looks like he's having fun that's cool I didn't know that um, this is also my number three so not only do we have crossover but it's the same number for us that's awesome so I'm very very similar to what you said when you started talking about it is that the movies didn't blow me away, but his portrayal of Santa did. Um, And I think that it is, I think you nailed it. I think it's because he enjoyed it so much and he had such a close connection to it. And you could tell he really like wanted to do a good job with it. You know what I mean? Uh, He wasn't just throwing on like a red coat and just like, you know, taking a paycheck. I mean, he really wanted to do, he really wanted to put forth an amazing effort for families and kids and whoever might, might see this version of, of Santa Claus. And being that it's Kurt Russell, bro, I mean, you can't get away from the fact that this has got to be the coolest Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) I mean, hands down. I mean, we're talking, you know, his work in The Thing, Escape from New York, the Tarantino work he's done with uh, Death Proof and Hateful Eight and... I mean, he's just such a cool, he has such a cool resume. Like, he's always kind of playing that really cool dude, you know what I mean? She, she left you a couple of years ago, and all you want for Christmas is for her to come back. Yeah, well, that ain't ever going to happen. Yeah, I think maybe. Okay, look, pal, you don't walk in here and talk about my ex-wife. Dave, just, just give her a call. 
She doesn't want to talk to me. Yes, yes, she does. Now she's, she's having second thoughts, and she's lonely too. And she really misses you. <laughs> now I know you're out of your tree. Will you please stop this? You know who I am. I mean, you've always been a suspicious, doubtful type. That's probably why you're such a good cop. But deep down, you know that I know what everybody wants for Christmas. So just give her a call, Dave. So now he's doing that, but he's doing it as Santa, which is just awesome. Yeah, perfect. You know, and to mention what you said about the new one, the Christmas Chronicles 2 that just came out. Uh, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie as a whole, but the scene which alludes to what you were speaking on in the airport when he takes over and they have kind of like the musical number in the middle of the episode. And then, uh, you know, again, not to give too much away, but there's a little bit of a reveal in that scene and a little bit of a plot twist for one of the the main kids in it was pretty emotional, man. Um, yeah, it was good. You know what I'm talking about, I assume. But I, Saccharin. Yeah, but I looked over to my wife, and she's like tearing up. I'm like, are you crying? Like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of emotional. So uh, what my point is, they have their moments, those movies. Um, but I think Kurt Russell is 100 the whole time. He shines the whole time. And he's, oh, absolutely. He's just a great Santa Claus, man. So I'm, I'm in lockstep with you right there. He's also my number three. So obviously, I, I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never guessed to put Kurt Russell in a Christmas movie, but I'm glad they did. I am too, man. I am too. All right, so we match up there on our threes. Uh, Kurt Russell as Santa, which now we're up to our runner-ups, Mike. So you're first, man. What's your number two? So this one was a big when I was a kid. It came out in 94, so I was six years old, going on six years old when this came out. And I, this was one of the, the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. And the sequels came out when I was a teenager and worked at a movie theater, so I was around these movies a lot, but uh, Tim Allen as Scott Calvin in the uh, the Santa Claus trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly the first movie, but, you know, obviously he did a couple. But uh, I like his portrayal because he's the reluctant Santa. Initially, he doesn't want to do it. And then he, once again, kind of finds the realization of Christmas. And I, I kind of think that's a theme for a lot of my top five, as well as some of my, um, my honorable mentions, is finding the spirit of Christmas. So he was a toy maker as well, but a corporate toy maker. And, you know, he was struggling to even have a relationship with his own son, let alone the entire world. But then by the end of the movie, he just fills that role. And then he's super delightful. And I also liked that this was the first movie that I saw that I can recall where they kind of had a modern Santa with technology. Like they had the souped up jet sleigh and they had like warmers in the in the, the Santa costume and everything. And so I just thought that was really cool. Like, hey, let's modernize the Santa. And then, of course, as an adult, I appreciate it more with all the... Uh, double entendres with the name adding the e you know as a kid i didn't recognize that that was a legal term right right as an adult like i think it's a lot more clever and i think it's a great movie for adults too so i think it's just really stood the test of time right i agree man you know these are fun they're on disney plus right now and me and my son are actually planning on going through all of them he's never seen any of them before i haven't seen them in so long and i didn't remember like you know i don't recall being like in love with them when i saw them initially you know what i mean like i wasn't like really connected to tim allen's version of the character back then and since i haven't watched it in so long it didn't make my list but i know it's probably on a lot of people's list yours included obviously um so it's a great it's a great pick i mean i feel like he's i know him as buzz lightyear too you know i love him as, as buzz lightyear Tim the tool man taylor <laughs> Tim the tool man yeah i've i've actually met him a couple of times I'm, oh really I'm not gonna say my opinion uh, i was that, gonna say but, is he a good dude because i've heard otherwise well, that's all right. heard is probably accurate. <laughs> I said, don't get yourself in trouble, Mike. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> all 
All right, man. Well, uh, you know what? I mean, all things that we could say about Tim Allen, I don't know that he would be as ruthless and brutal as my number two. All right. So I'm going to get dark. I'm going to go to a dark place here, man. There's actually a couple more coming up on my list in the honorable mentions category, but I'm a horror fanatic. I'm not sure if you know that from listening to the show, but that's my favorite genre of film, generally speaking, is horror. And I love the subgenre of holiday horror when you can take a horror movie and place it in the holiday season. So that juxtaposition really always intrigued me. But there was a film that came out in 1984 called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Have you ever seen it? I have not. Are, are you a fan of horror or no? It depends. I don't like like your slasher style, but I like the more <laughs> like suspenseful kind of right. horror. And then like zombie movies because I was traumatized as a child right, you by a zombie film. But you, you may or may not dig this then, Mike. All right. But just to give you a quick setup, okay? And this is an 80s movie too so it's super cheesy super campy um i think that was probably partially the intent um because it was a product of its time in 1984 but uh, the general premise is this young kid uh witnesses his parents uh murdered by someone dressed as santa so that scars him as a child he grows <laughs> up he's uh a mall like not a mall santa but he's like a santa at a holiday party and to make a long story short, he ends up snapping while he's wearing the Santa costume. His name's Billy. And Billy basically goes on a killing spree, dressed as Santa oh. Claus. Um, and there's a lot of really cool 80s imagery. There's a lot of cool special, practical special effects in the movie. Obviously, they had to be because they were in the 80s before CGI and all that stuff. <laughs> right. But I just love it, man. The juxtaposition of this like happy, cheerful season, uh, you know, just kind of against the backdrop of this just really horrific kind of like town slang that's going on during the holiday season um, i know it's dark and kind of demented but it's always been one of my favorite kind of subgenres of film is when you can take that the really happy cheerful you know side of it and just mix it with just the darkest most demented and you just kind of like blend them together and i feel like you get a lot of really cool stuff when you do that so silent night deadly night billy's version of i guess billy's the version. i guess the homicidal my, uh, santa would be my number two i mentioned like my the advent calendars my wife does every year at the top of the episode mm-hmm. last year she wanted to watch a movie in like this vein like a uh, a horror film that happens to be christmas related mm-hmm. and i don't know where she got the list but she's like our little advent calendar said watch santa claus but like c-l-a-w-s mm-hmm. and she thought it was going to be like a slasher, scary movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when we found it, it was actually just like dogs dressed as Santa. I was so going to say, isn't that? Yeah, I feel like I've seen that. Or maybe that was Santa I'm Claus. I'm Santa Claus isn't something, though, like a, yeah. a slasher film. I would but, think it would. That's perfect. Why did they not think about that? I've seen, I I've know, seen Santa Paws on Netflix, and that's Cats, I think. Maybe, <laughs> uh, but my son put me through that last year, I believe. Um, yeah, wow. But yeah, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Billy is my number two. Uh, there we go, man. We're up to our number ones. We're flying through it, Mike. I'm excited. What is your number one on-screen so, Santa? I think this is the truest version. Is this, to me, the most magical, heartfelt, warm Santa that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Richard Attenborough version of Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, sure, classic. And specifically, it's one scene has always stuck in my mind. It's There's this scene towards the middle of the movie. 
he's already being the little mall Santa Claus. Um, it's supposed to be Macy's, but it's called Coles in the movie because Macy's was concerned that this movie wasn't going to make money, so they wouldn't put their name on it. But mm-hmm. there's a scene where there's a deaf girl, and she comes up, and the mom's like, hey, my daughter's deaf. You don't need to humor her that much. She just wanted to see you. And he signs, like, Merry Christmas to her, and then he says, you are a beautiful girl. And the girl just lights up, and that's because she didn't know that the, he was going to sign to her. So it was a complete surprise. It was a genuine reaction action Mm -hmm. and then he just has this heartwarming smile and you just can't help but smile when you see him smile as santa claus Mm -hmm. and then the whole premise of the movie is it's really like a faith-based movie the end of the movie in the court scene they argue if you can put in god we trust on money why can't we believe in santa claus as well but the whole movie he's trying to get mara wilson's character to believe in everything so he's slowly fulfilling her three impossible wishes and throughout the movie as he's helping other kids he kind of looks at her and winks and like it's just infectious how his smile and it just makes me feel so happy when i watch him as santa uh none of the other ones that i've talked about as much as i like them just make me feel like a better person as i watch it and i think right. that's kind of what santa is so that's my number one right that's a great pick man it's obviously a classic and i saw that come up on a bunch of lists when i was doing research and stuff i just haven't seen that movie in so long man in fact i need to revisit it this year i mean i still got time we're in we're in december here so i need to make that happen but that is a classic pick and no one's going to argue with it. it's a miracle on 34 street is your number one man great list my number one Thanks. brother is uh you know you did it at the top of your list with the grinch i'm kind of doing it a little bit with my number one i already kind of mentioned uh, my love of horror to you earlier which would kind of play into this a little bit too but it's jack skellington from the nightmare before christmas is my nice. is my number one in the second act or the final act of this movie i should say when jack takes on the role of santa and tries to basically become santa for christmas town there's just something so you know i was just talking earlier about silent night deadly night so this is a situation where we have the darkness that surrounds the season of halloween right And then we have the happiness that surrounds the season of Christmas and we're bringing those together. But how, you know, how crazy do things get when you have the person that's over there on the dark side 24-7 coming over trying to be this happy-go-lucky jolly dude or vice versa for that matter if we were to flip the, you know, reverse the roles. I just, that's so fascinating to me and it was such an imaginative mind of Tim Burton and the other guys involved when they must have storyboarded this originally. I mean, it's just such a cool and inventive and unique idea, not just talking about Halloween and Christmas even, but they bring in mention of so many other holidays like the Easter bunnies in this movie yeah. <laughs> for, for a brief moment even. Don't look like yourself, Jack. Not at all. Isn't that wonderful? It couldn't be more wonderful. But you're the Pumpkin King. Not anymore. And I feel so much better now. Jack, I know you think something's missing, but... Ow! Sorry. You're right. Something is missing. But what? I've got the beard, the coat, the boots, the belt. Jack! This time he's bagged him. This time we really did. He sure is big, Jack. And heavy! Let me out! Sandy Claus, in person. What a pleasure to meet you. What? Why, you have hands. You don't have claws at all. Where am I? Surprised, aren't you? I knew you would be. You don't need to have another worry about Christmas this year. Uh, But I just love it, man. I love how Jack is so lost in 
kind of where he is in his life and the redundancy of his life. And he's he's stagnant and he's in this kind of low point where, you know, he's just kind of sulking. He's depressed. He's depressed. And, you know, he's the king of Halloween Town, man. He's the pumpkin king, but it's not enough for him. He, he, he thinks he needs something more and he's just kind of blinded by that lonesomeness and, and depression. And he takes on this this trying to run Christmas. You know, he tries to be Santa Claus. And ultimately, what he finds out is he is where he needs to be. You know, his people need him. Halloween Town needs him. And that's where he fits into the whole story. So I love how it kind of comes back around and he kind of has that prophetic moment too. Um, and kind of comes to terms with what his fate is, which, which is obviously running Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. So I'm glad he's able to do that. What do you think of, of this film, buddy? That was in my honorable mentions. It was my my number seven. So it uh, fits with the theme that I had with a lot of my my characters is uh, the person who didn't understand Christmas, who becomes enlightened and becomes enlightened with the spirit of Christmas. So I think it's a solid pick. I, you know, obviously he, he screws it up. He kind of <laughs> ruins Christmas. He almost destroys it. Right. But it's just because he didn't understand it. It was just, he was so ready to jump feet first into this new experience. And that's, it's, it's kind of an honorable attribute to just be this person who's just so excited about experiencing something new. There are so many people who don't experience new things. So it's, it's nice to see even though it's a supernatural kind of character, recognizing like, I'm in a rut, I should do something different, I'm going to go for it. And he just goes, he, he, he makes a big swing. Does it connect? Is it, is it a home run? Mm-hmm. No, but he, he took that chance, that leap of faith. I, I think it's a great pick. Thanks, man. And uh, I shouldn't, I don't want to fail to mention Chris Sarandon, the legendary Chris Sarandon who voiced Jack in the talking dialogue in the movie too. I absolutely love him. Danny Elfman as the singing Danny voice. Danny Elfman singing. Yeah, so obviously a great duo there voicing this iconic uh, character that came out of the Nightmare Before Christmas. That's my number one, Jack. Isn't it Catherine O'Hara is the voice of the, the love interest, Sally? Uh, actually, is she? Hold on, I'll t- I, I, don't, I could be wrong. If 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 I'm wrong, please edit this out. No, nope, I'm right. No, nope, you're right. Andrew. You're right. She is. I just looked, and I actually yes. she's also the voice of Shock, which I don't know either. Ah. <laughs> uh, for Lock, Shock, and Barrel, I knew Paul Rubens was one of them. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Okay, so good. Uh, so good list there, man. So. We're going to give our honorable mentions. We'll head over to social media in a second and see what the fans had to say, too, over on Facebook. Okay, Mike? But first, why don't you list – well, i tell you what. First, why don't you round out your top five again? Just let everybody know what you had there. Absolutely. So uh, my top five was The Grinch, uh, Klaus from you know that, that Netflix movie, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell in The Christmas Chronicles, Scott Calvin, Tim Allen uh, in The Santa Claus Trilogy, and then rounding out my top – uh, my number one was uh, the Richard Attenborough version of Miracle on 34th Street from the 90s. Love it, man. And my top five was I had Ed Asner as Santa from Elf. My number four was Chris Kringle's or Mel Gibson's version of Chris Kringle in the new movie Fat Man. My number three would have been Kurt Russell. My number two was Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night. And my number one was Jack. <laughs> From the Nightmare Before Christmas. Are you laughing at my horror? I somehow threw Silent Night Deadly Night. Well, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, I initially thought this was going to be easy and that the hardest part would be whittling down. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned you had like a top 15 and you whittled down. I started and I'm like, my I had three like right off the bat. It was Miracle on 34th Street, Tim Allen, and Kurt Russell. And then I, I really struggled to even round out my top five. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I I did what you did. I did some research. I looked at other people's lists, and yeah. there were a lot that I agreed with, but I hadn't necessarily seen them in a long time. I didn't feel that connection. Right. So I honestly thought you and I were going to have 
four or five overlaps and <laughs> I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that you actually went a different route because we actually got to have a conversation as opposed to just repeating each other so that was kind of what my chuckle was about it was a little bit more of a, <laughs> that's cool, a chuckle man. of relief yeah that's cool man i'm with you i always love when the, there's more variety for sure all right brother so why don't you just give us a list what honorables did you have over there that didn't crack the top five all right so um my my six was was actually ed asner um, mm-hmm. from elf mainly the only reason like i said that he didn't make it all the way was uh he just wasn't in the movie very much but i agree mm-hmm. with everything you said i also kind of like what i mentioned with um the tim allen version that he also was kind of embracing technology to become a, a better santa as well so mm-hmm. great pick but he just didn't quite hit my top top five mm-hmm. uh my seven was uh jack skellington and we just had a conversation yeah, sure. so i'm not going to repeat everything we just said um my eight was uh I, I called him the Tic Tac Santa from Home Alone. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Sure. I just watched that movie a couple of days ago, and he's not a large part, but, you know, Kevin McAllister, he's realizing he needs his family, and he still believes in magic, so he tries as a last-ditch effort to go see Santa, but the little Santa shop had already closed down, but he sees Santa getting into his car. He already has his beard pulled down, uh, but he has this conversation, and he realizes that he loves his family. He needs his family. And that also led to him going to the church where he met the old guy. And then he realizes he needs to be brave and defend his home. So if he didn't run into the Santa, the whole third act yeah. of Home Alone wouldn't have happened. So yeah, for right. that reason, he makes my honorable mentions. Makes sense. Sure. And then the last one I had was actually uh, Chandler Bing from Friends, <laughs> specifically the uh, episode, the one with the holiday armadillo. Oh, man. And he, he dresses up as Santa. The whole... the general premise of this episode is ross is trying to talk to his son ben about hanukkah but ben only cares about christmas and then so he kind of gives up and is like well i'll just dress as santa and he can't so chandler steps up gets the costume and he does some santa jokes and everything and then eventually he steps aside and convinces um, ross's son to learn about hanukkah by being interested in hanukkah himself as santa so nice. I think it was really fun. He has this little joke. He's like, but I didn't get to shake my belly like a bowl full of jelly. And it's just, <laughs> it's my favorite holiday special in the sitcom. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I love it. All right. Any others? Are you good? That's it. All right. I, I couldn't even get to 10. I was only able to do nine. No, that's cool, man. That's That was a great list, buddy. And I, I want to go back and watch that Friends episode. Maybe I should hopefully do that for Christmas. So, uh, I, you know, I'm a dark dude, man. So I got three more what would be considered kind of horror-related films in my honorable mentions. I didn't want to go all horror on my Christmas Santa's list. You know what I mean? But my number, yeah, my number, s- <laughs> my number six is from 1989. It's a French film called Dial Code Santa Claus. And you, I've heard of this. Yeah, you mentioned Home Alone, and this came out the same year as Home Alone. And it's a very, very similar premise. It's, you know, the best way I would describe it to people is actually, what if Home Alone was a horror movie? Um, that's what <laughs> Dial, so, Dial Code Santa Claus is. So this guy uh, wearing a Santa outfit, for, like working at the mall, gets fired, and he hears over the intercom where his boss's son lives. And she can't get home because of the weather. So he decides to go to her house and, you know, like rob it or whatever. And he ends up terrorizing her son that's there alone at home on Christmas, uh-huh. on Christmas Eve. And the kid, 
uh, is really smart and does a lot of similar things that we know Kevin McAllister doing from kind of a slapstick perspective, but much more gruesome and much more bloody and kind of horrific in oh. in dial code. But it's a very similar premise, and it's it's a it's check a, this out. This one sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a batch. It's a batshit crazy movie. This man, one sounds better to me than your your Billy one, and I don't want to criticize anything because I haven't <laughs> seen it. But this one actually sounds very intriguing. Cool, man. Yeah, I hope you check it out, especially because it's underseen too. But yeah, it's a great film. And then you already mentioned Klaus, but that would be my number seven. My number eight would be Billy Bob Thornton as Bad Santa. That'd be my number eight. Uh, you know, you have a, a guy who portraying Santa Claus who is basically drunk and a womanizer and just foul mouthed and, you know, just doesn't really manipulates a child. Yeah. You know, so it's just a very <laughs> different take. Now, listen to this, man. Have you ever heard of a movie called Santa's Slay? And that's S-L-A-Y. Yeah, I've seen that back in the when video stores were still a thing. I remember seeing that. Yeah, that dude. So it's Bill Goldberg, who is famous for being a pro wrestler, among other things, a, a pro football player as well. But he plays Santa Claus. And you know who Goldberg is by chance? Yeah, of course. Okay, all right. Making sure. So this dude's not small. I mean, he's a big dude. No. And the premise of Santa's sleigh is, is that there was actually an agreement entered into a thousand years ago where Santa, if he lost a bet with an elf, had to be nice and deliver toys to all the children of the world for a thousand years. So what happens is a thousand oh. years runs out. And so when the when it runs out, he starts killing people. <laughs> so that's what Santa does. He's like, I'm not a good guy anymore. Uh, uh, covenant's over. I'm going to make up for all this crap. And he just starts basically killing people. That's the plot. And the rest is just a bunch of on-screen kills. But it's a lot of fun. And it's obviously a premise that's way over the top. And, and Bill Goldberg, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. So that came out in 2005. And then this one would kind of toe the line, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because it was a TV like almost mini series, but it was done, I want to say in Britain, I think, or it was definitely uh, overseas. But I saw it because I just came upon it by accident. A friend of mine showed it to me like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And I saw it for the first time. And it wasn't amazing because it was made for TV. So it was kind of, you know, tame, if you will. But it was a series called Hogfather. And the Grim Reaper, okay, death, the Grim Reaper and Hogfather is Santa Claus in this series. So let me explain. Oh, interesting. Let me explain to you what happens. Okay. So the reason I put it on my list is because this was such a, this is such an inventive idea. Like whoever wrote this in my mind is such an, just an amazing person. So Santa knows where all the people of the world live. He knows who's naughty, who's nice. You know what I mean? He has the magic to get from house to house and like, however he does it in the span of 12 hours or whatever it is. Right. So what if Santa goes missing and nobody can find him? So these people in this magical world, they're like, well, there's only one other person that can do what Santa can do. There's only one other person that knows where everybody is, and it's at its death. So they they ask death to take on the role of Santa, and he does it, but he probably has a little bit of an alternate plan when he shows up to people's houses, if you know what I'm saying. So it gets, uh, it's cool, man. It was a really cool premise. Like I said, it's super cheesy. It's low budget. Um, there's not a lot of like over the top stuff in it because it was made for TV in, in Britain. But yeah, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's I right. Just, I just looked it up. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it looks fun. The little death uh, skull in the uh, with blue eyes and teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of scary looking. It looks looks kind of cool. Yeah, it man. Looks, it's cool. It's a cool premise. It looks better than you described it. Okay. Well, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, man. Good. Good. All right. Well, this is a cool little design. This is a lot of fun, brother. I appreciate you coming on and uh, doing this with us. 
All right, so we're going to head over to social media, Mike, and see what the fans had to say. We're going to open up the old suggestion box if you're down with it, brother. Uh, of course. There are there are a few that we didn't mention, so we'll see what you think of these. Our uh, patron of the show, fan of the show, Becca says Paul Giamatti is up there for her. Did you like his? I saw that in a lot of people's lists, but I never I never saw that movie. That's what Fred Claus. Fred Claus, yeah. Uh, he was good. He it was interesting because he's such a good actor. Do you know what I mean? Like he's such a like. He's so good at his craft, so it's always interesting to see someone like that take on the role of Santa Claus, but it was good. Uh, Jared Taylor, another patron of the show, says David Huddleston from Santa Claus the Movie, which is not one I'm familiar with. I saw that once as a kid. I remember watching that with my grandparents once, but Mm -hmm. it it didn't resonate with me. At least, I I think I might have been too young. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was a little kid, I didn't like old movies, so anything that looked grainy or black and white as a kid wasn't for me but uh, i get it i've heard that's fantastic i get it our buddy brian loy of the epic film guy says douglas seal from Ernest saves christmas <laughs> you, like, <laughs> you like the Ernest films at all i did as a kid i haven't yeah. i haven't watched them since i was god at least 10 years old so it's probably been it's been about 20 22 years since i've seen an Ernest movie yeah they're fun man they're fun uh, our buddy dan uh, echoed our sentiments with kurt russell he shared a gift there of kurt as santa Aaron Tucker's got Jim Carrey as the Grinch, wearing the little yep. Santa coat there. So Works for me. I get it. Melissa from Brook Reading says Fred Claus. Uh, she actually said it over and over again. Chris Yaney, <laughs> uh, patron of the show, says Mickey Rooney uh, voicing Santa, which I think is from Frosty, right? I don't know. The stop motion. Mickey Rooney's in everything. The stop That's motion fine. Frosty the Snowman, I think. Forgive me. I think you're right, because I think he was like the sheriff snowman in that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's also got Kurt Russell and Edmund Gwynn. And let's see. Uh, Nick Haskins uh, says Billy Bob from Bad Santa. He's got a he's got a gif of him drinking and smoking a cigarette at the bar. So that's perfect. Uh, Brad from the Cinema Guy says Kurt Russell. And not because I love him. I just think he's a great Santa. So I, I agree with you, man. Patrick Sherwood, patron of the show, has got a gif of Bill Goldberg. There you go. That's Santa's sleigh oh. right there. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Justin from the Epic Film Guy says Harry from Christmas Evil. Now that's a dark one, brother. That's also a holiday horror film, uh, Mike. Christmas Evil. That's a good title. It really is, and it's a uh, it's a really good movie from 1980. It's actually it's a very unsettling movie. Like the Silent Night, Deadly Night pick that I put on my list is more campy and kind of like silly. Schlock. Yeah, kind of like silly almost. But Christmas Evil is a very like demented kind of unsettling film about a guy that just kind of snaps during the holiday season. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough watch, but it's uh it was done from a very kind of like artistic like almost like an indie filmmaker kind of kind of point of view. But it was it's a great film. And then the last one I'll mention is Dan, who is a patron of the show, Dan Roski. He says the skipper after the Navy found the castaways and everyone on the island was bummed out. So I think he's talking about Gilligan's Island there. Yeah. Wow. That's the only thing that I think yeah. of when I hear Skipper. Yeah, I guess uh, Skipper dressed up as Santa on an episode. I don't know that one. but That makes sense. Great shout out. Got a little more TV in there, so that's cool. All right, Mike, this is a lot of fun, brother. So we did our top five on-screen Santa Clauses getting ready for Christmas time. Happy holidays to you, man. Thanks so much for being here. Why don't oh, you? Uh, me, man. Yeah, of course, man. Why don't you just tell everybody where they can look you up and find you online on social media? Yeah, so you can check out everything that's MDX Pods related at mdxpods.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at MDX Pods. Super easy. Uh, yeah, check us out. 
Absolutely, man. And I'll put all his, his information in the show notes as well. Make sure you look them up and uh, give him a follow over there. Mike, thanks so much for being here tonight, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We will be back next week, guys. We will have another top five and another pee on the pot. Talk to you guys then. I called on dear old Santa Claus to see what I could see. He took me in his workshop and told his plans to me. So you better watch out, better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. Please check the show notes for a current list of all of our executive producers. If you would like to join them to help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening. <laughs>